praise the name of the Lord. We want to thank the Holy Spirit for giving us another wonderful uh, moment to come to share the word of God with you. And uh, this is none other than Pastor Dennis Matovu, other from Freedom Experience Ministry is in Uganda and uh, we have by the grace of God uh, many platforms where we are able to reach unto you wherever you are no matter the distance we are still in one fellowship and we trust God that it is going to be of much importance if you keep on following our ministry and I want to encourage you in case you don't have an application please just download it from Google Play Store it is called Freedom Experience App and this is a wonderful app that has got a lot of features for you. Also, you can visit us on website at freedomexperienceministry.org. We have our social media platform at Freedom Experience Ministry. So, uh, we have also uh, podcast platforms like up to four of them in Spotify, in uh, Google Podcast, then hear this, and also in Apple Podcast. You are able to find us. As, as if you search for freedom streams on those platforms. I trust the Holy Spirit that those of you that have been following, you have been blessed in the name of Jesus. We are in this wonderful teaching series about experiencing the God is New Testament plan. And God the Father will discover that he has a plan. He purposed it in himself. Then one time he rose up to carry out the plan that he had in his heart which was one time hidden in him became manifest and revealed even to us by the apostles and the prophets. So we need also today in our times as uh, scholars of the Bible, as students of the Bible to continue to see the same just as it was given by Apostle Paul. He was one of the men of God that um, got this revelation of Christ and even uh, the church. So, and we need to find out what was everything all about. Sometimes you ask yourself, what about these 66 books? Why did God write up to these much books? And what is the purpose? And most of the people that are still like uh, superficial, they think that it is about worshiping God that we are created. It's about um, like enjoying all the things in the world. And even those that get saved, they forget about why they have been chosen and called out one and called out uh, to be God's sons. We have seen that God's purpose is to have many sons and to uh, bring us into sonship. Then after we become his sons, he's able to dispense himself into us. Then he uh, is going to transform us until we express him uh, in a corporate way as the church to even enlarge to become the city New Jerusalem, whereby we shall be God's habitation and is going to be our God, you see. So, there is a purpose God has, and we need to know uh, God by going back in the scriptures. We have been talking about a lot of things. This is episode 50, uh, 58, I believe, uh, 57, yes, episode 57, and we have been. Uh, going through each and every detail concerning this God from even the book of Genesis until we have come to somewhere. We are talking about this time, we are talking about the work of God. What was God doing 
in the New Testament. We saw that God was doing something in eternity past. Went on to do something in the Old Dispensation. That is the Old Testament. And we saw lastly that he went on to do something even much better in the New Dispensation. That is in the New Testament. And with this we said in the New Testament, first of all, our God sent John the Baptist to prepare the way for Christ. Then secondly, he went on to send his son in the likeness of the flesh of sin that he might redeem those under the law uh, that we might receive the sonship. Then third, we saw that uh, he went on to be incarnated. He was busy incarnating himself uh, in Christ Jesus to become a man. God became man. Then number four, we saw that he, when he sent his son, coming with the son and even working with the son, he sent his son but also came with his son and they worked together. So today we want to continue number five of his work in the new dispensation God his work in the new testament glory to god and if you are ready we are going to set off in the name of the lord now we have seen that god has been a working god and this was mentioned by jesus in john chapter 5 verses 17 whereby he said that my father is working until now so he has been a working God. And we are going to start with uh, the book of Matthew uh, chapter. Uh, we are going to start with the book of Matthew chapter 3 verses 16 and 17. We see that when the son, we are going to talk about number five being anointing the son to carry out his commission. God the father anointed his son to carry out his mission. And we see that when the son became 30 years of age, God anointed him for the carrying out of his commission. When you come to the book of Matthew, chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, it speaks of this. It says, Having been baptized, Jesus went up immediately from the water, and behold, the heaven were open to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and coming upon him. And he behold a voice out of the heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I delight. Glory to God. So because the Lord Jesus was baptized, fulfilling God is righteousness. The heavens were open to him. You see, when we fulfill God is righteousness, automatically heavens will be opened. There are something God requires and even waits for us to do that we may experience the more opening of the spiritual realm. So even Jesus, the heavens were open to him. The Holy Spirit descended upon him and the Father spoke concerning him. So before the Spirit of God descended and came upon him, we see that the Lord Jesus Christ had been born of the Spirit. Remember in Luke chapter 1 verse 35, and even Matthew 1 18 and verse 20, he was born of other spirit. We cannot say that he was born just like any other people. The Bible clearly states in verses 35 of Luke chapter 1, and the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, talking about Mary, and the power of the Most High shall overshadow you. Therefore, also that holy thing 
which shall be born of thee shall be called the son of God. So, when we continue, we see that uh, this proved that he already had the spirit of God within him. Just as the way we are born again and the spirit enters us. The spirit of God entered Jesus when he was like in the womb. It was by the Holy Spirit that he was even created in the womb of Mary. So he had the spirit of God within him. That's why when he met with uh, Mary, met with the uh, with Elizabeth, the Bible says that the the boy John in the womb of Elizabeth limped, and because he was filled with the Spirit of God, because Jesus was already with the Spirit, now he, he baptized John the Baptist with the Spirit, even when she was in the mother's womb. That is so amazing. Glory to God. So we see that. That was for the fulfillment of Isaiah 61 verses 1. That's why he went on to be filled. The Bible says that when he grew up, that was uh, now for his ministry, the Spirit of God descended upon him. That's why when he went out of the waters, he was filled with the Holy Spirit that he might begin ministry. That was the fulfillment of what Isaiah 61 says. The Spirit of God is upon me. The Bible says, you remember that, that, that statement. We have been always talking about it. But it was talking of Jesus being filled with the Spirit of God. He says, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings and to speak uh, and to the meek, he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and to the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. So this was the mission of Jesus Christ. We can also see in Isaiah 42 verses 1, there is a reason as why Jesus was anointed. Verses 1 of Isaiah 42, it is also concerning chosen servant Jesus Christ it says behold my servant whom I uphold my elect in whom my soul delights I have put my spirit upon him he shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles also you can add on Psalms 45 verses 7 these scriptures are to assure you that Jesus Christ was already prepared and even he was anointed to do ministry so the Bible says in Psalms 45 verses 5 saying that thine, I, 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 I meant verses 7 not 5. The Bible says 40, 45 verse 7 is that thou lovest righteousness and hatest wickedness therefore God thy God has anointed you with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. So these are all scriptures talking about the anointing that Christ had received. So to anoint him was to carry out his God-given commission. And I pray that if you have been a genuine follower of Christ, you know that you have a calling upon you, you have a mission upon you, and you need the anointing of the Holy Spirit to come upon you to carry on your ministry. So the Lord Jesus was installed into his ministry by two steps. There are two steps whereby he was installed, planted into his ministry. Number one is baptism in water and then the anointing of the Holy Spirit. After the Lord Jesus was baptized, we see that 
God the Father sent the Holy Spirit upon him. And this is what we call economical spirit. Now that he received the spirit upon him economically, anointing him for his ministry. There are two ways by which the spirit comes upon us. The first one is essential, essential spirit, which is essentially. Essentially, the spirit comes inside us and abides in us. That is essential. It's going to help us from within to grow and to live in the life of God. But when it comes to ministry, there is what we call the economical spirit. There is still one spirit, but this time he has become economical for you to do something for God. So he anoints you in that office. That is what we call economical spirit. The same spirit manifesting in an economical way to do and to carry out something. Glory God. I believe you are still following me. So we see in the book of Luke chapter 4 verses 18 and verses 19. That there is a father word regarding God's anointing. The son of the uh, of God was anointed to carry out his ministry. And look what's exactly what was written by uh, spoken by Prophet Isaiah. Luke four eighteen nineteen says that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor, and He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind send away and release those who are oppressed to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. So, here we see that the spirit of the Lord was upon the son Jesus Christ because God had anointed him to bring good news to the poor. Now here the Greek word rendered bring good news is uh, is called iugerizo that is a Greek word. That means to evangelize, to announce good news. Praise the name of Jesus. That is the word. It is in Greek called Iogerizo. It's a Greek word. So funny. So to preach the gospel was the first commission of the Savior as God's anointed one. He was anointed to preach the gospel. You see? Then we see that the Messiah continues his ministry and uh, because God had sent him, he went on to proclaim release the captives and to recover the recovery of sight to the blind, to send away and release those who are oppressed. People could come uh, before him when they are bound and oppressed. Then he sends them away when he has released them. And also he went on to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord which is the New Testament age typified by the year of Jubilee. See in the book of Leviticus when you read from chapter 25 that is a chapter about the Jubilee and you read from verse 8 to 17 there was a year that was proclaimed to be a year of Jubilee and even Jesus comes to declare that I've brought for you an age of Jubilee which is the New Testament and age you are going to jubilate, no more sorrow. Everything has been done for you. Rise up to enjoy God in Christ. See, that is the New Testament. It is a year. It is an age of jubilee. There's no more again carrying our burdens and uh, trying with our effort to labor to do the law. 
No, it is a year to rest in the Lord. It is an age to rest in the Lord. A time when God accepts the returned captives of sin. We have been in our bondage of sin. Now in the New Testament, we have been accepted to return to him. See, that's why he said that to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Here the year will be an age of the New Testament whereby we are accepted to return to him from the captivity of sin. You see, when the oppressed are under the bondage of sin, they may enjoy now the release of God's salvation. You see, while we are yet in, in our sins, we are in that oppression, in that bondage whereby we couldn't even save ourselves. Today, sin shall not have dominion over us. Glory to God. So the point uh, we are emphasizing here is that part of God's work was to anoint the Son, Jesus Christ. He anointed him. So another verse that speaks of God's work in anointing Christ is chapter 10 verse 38 the Bible says that Jesus the son the one from Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and power who went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed by the devil God was with him that is Luke chapter 10 verse 38 God anointed Christ also to do good to, to heal all the sick were oppressed by the devil. And this proves that God was with him. You see, an anointing upon you confirms that God is with you. So we need the anointing spirit to keep on anointing us as we minister. This is the only way that will prove that God is with us. So number six of God's work in the New Testament was in demonstrating Jesus uh, by works of power and wonders and signs. So God went on to work by demonstrating Jesus through the works of power and wonders and signs. When you come to the book of Acts chapter 2 verse 22. Now this was Peter. He began his first sermon talking about what Jesus uh, was doing. He says that Jesus the Nazarene a man demonstrated by God to, to you by works of power and wonders and signs which God did through him in your midst. It was God the Father doing his works, his signs and wonders through Jesus Christ. Just as the Spirit of God, just as Christ does his work through us the believers when we minister in all various graces. So here the Greek word demonstrated literally means to point out to exhibit, to show forth in the sense of proving by demonstrating uh, therefore bringing out an approval and Christ was approved because we saw the people saw the miracles they did and they believed they said this is, this must be a God, this must be the son of God this indicates that the Lord's work was God's demonstration of him God wants and desires to demonstrate us that we are serving him and we have been uh, sent by him. So this is an exhibition of uh, Jesus Christ when he demonstrated him by proving that he is a son of God, anointed. So Christ was ministering and while Christ was ministering, 
whatever he did was an exhibition when he opened the blind eyes that was proving that he's anointed see when he did whatever he did all the works were done by God through him so we see that in the four gospels we have exhibition of the wonderful person uh, the God man God man Jesus Christ who was fully tested proved and approved by God praise the name of the Lord he was fully tested proved and approved by God and the works of God so we will continue in our message considering the father works God's work in the new dispensation and his new administrative arrangement we continue to our point seven of God's work now number seven is that God was busy passing through death in the sun he went in the death uh, realm and he passed through death the sun and he resurrected glory to God so God is working a new dispensation includes his passing through death in the sun he was in the sun passing through death is the name of Jesus. Most of us we think that it was only Jesus Christ, but so far as of now we know that it was not only Jesus Christ. It was the triune God carrying out all his work. So the the, the flesh, the, the phrase in 1 John 1 7 that says, the blood of Jesus, his son. So that is in 1 John 1 7. Indicates this that blood shed on the cross for our redemption was not only the blood of Jesus but also the blood of the Son of God. And this implies that while Jesus was dying on the cross, God went through death in him. Someone want to believe, oh, pastor, no, 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 no. God was in the heaven and Jesus was on the cross. I don't know where the spirit had gone. (laughs) We are talking about the triune God. Praise the name of Jesus. Whereby whatever God the Son experienced, the Father was with him. We saw that even when he was doing ministry, he was with him. So he did not forsake him uh, uh, because he's going to die. Then God the Father runs away. He became silent in him. In that uh, Jesus even experienced and said, Where is this God? He was in him, passing through death in him. So this is so meaningful. You see that first John 1 7 speaks of the blood of the Son, blood of his son, the blood of Jesus, his son. And the name Jesus means the Lord is humanity. When he was as a human, he is called Jesus. He was called Jesus, which was needed for the shedding of the redeeming blood for men. You see, he had to die as Jesus, as the son of man. So that he may shed the blood for men. And when we use the title, his son, this denotes Lord's divinity. When the Lord possesses the divinity of God, he is the son of God. When he's called Jesus, he is the Lord in his humanity. So when the Bible says the Lord blood of Jesus, his son. Meaning that Jesus as the son of man and the son as the Lord in his divinity. That is the blood. And this is needed for the eternal effectiveness of the redeeming blood. Meaning that it is going to remain effective always and always because it was the blood of God himself. Blood of his son. 
For the blood of of Jesus his son indicates that this blood is the proper blood for a genuine man for redeeming the fallen man with the divine surety for its eternal and effective see it is an efficacy that is all pervading the pervading blood this all pervading in space and everlasting in time that's why even today the blood of Jesus is still flesh it is still flesh it is still living and it is speaking so the redemption accomplished by the god man is going to be eternal and even in the future it will keep on redeeming it will always redeem when you read hebrews chapter 9 verse 12 the scriptures say that neither by the blood of goats and calves but by by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place having obtained eternal redemption for us so redemption is going to be eternal praise the name of jesus so another verse which indicates that god passed through death in the son is acts chapter 20 verse 28 praise the name of the lord now the bible says that uh, shepherd the church of god let me read the entire the entire verse for you in acts 20 verses 28 he says this was Paul he says that take heed therefore unto yourselves that uh, and unto all the flock over which the the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood and you can see that the Bible says that he should shepherd the church of God because obtained it through his own blood. God obtained the church by paying the price of his own blood. His own blood as the blood of God. It proves the fact that God died on the cross. Glory to God. So we now believe that uh, uh, this is it. This is what we call uh, amazing love. There is a singer called Charles Wesley that wrote that hymn speaks of when God died for us it says amazing love how can it be that you my God you should die for me praise the name of Jesus I hope most of us we know that song amazing love and uh, see he was wondering that how can they it is a mystery mystery all the immortal dies it was an amazing grace an amazing love so this singer went on to sing such a song that God died for us got that revelation praise the name of Jesus so the God who died for us is not the God before incarnation prior to incarnation we see that God certainly did not have blood God didn't have blood in the beginning because blood is of humans and he could not have died for us if he was not human so it was after the incarnation in which God was mingled with the humanity that he died for us. In eternity past, God didn't have blood. But he received blood when he became human. Through incarnation, we see that our God, the creator, the eternal one, Jehovah, came mingled with man in Christ. And as a result, he was no longer only God, he became God-man. As a good man, we see that he surely had blood. He was able to die for us. Glory to God. So, 
I I purpose to stop here and I know that the spirit of grace is at work even as we are sharing the word of life so that we may have light because in life there is light and when we see this light we are going to see glory glory is going to be enjoyed by us so this is once again freedom experience ministry this is the freedom streams program that we bring unto you on radios at podcast and even you can find them on our website i am pastor dennis at of freedom experience ministry i want to entrust god uh, 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 i want to entrust you to god and i know that the spirit of truth and reality is opening your eyes to see these things in an experiential way may the lord bless you until next time